today. Closing arguments delivered in the Rittenhouse trial as Kenosha braces for impact. The Biden administration is crumbling just a little more every day, and we love to see it. And a Democrat hero announces his run for Texas governor. Oh, it's going to be a big one today, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Monday. I am Sarah Gonzalez. In case you've forgotten who I am, I don't know, maybe it was a long weekend for some of you. Uh, I am joined today by, we have a full table. I'm very excited about this. Joined today by uh, America's favorite cowboy and uh, future governor of Texas, Chad Prather, also host of The Chad Prather Show and uh, author of the new book, Am I Crazy? I've forgotten what you look like. Did you? It's like the weekend just settled on your face and died right there. It's terrible, Mm. Sarah. I don't you know really what you know need? how to take that. You need some American Beauty by Sarah Cosmetics. That's what you need. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're right. I do. <laughs> I should go to AmericanBeautyBySarah.com uh, and get welcome, some. Kids. Thank you. You're welcome. New skincare line just announced. <laughs> if you, too, want to be 84 years old and look like this, just like me, yeah. head on over there. Did you see somebody on social media the other day talking about me and you? They said, I just love it when two of my favorite people get together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. We're, we're like a weird non-couple. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're, we're, we're a work couple, there which we're go. told is inappropriate, but my husband is directing this show, so it's totally fine. Uh, we're also joined today by Blaze TV contributors, both Eric July, host of For Cannon's Sake. He is Young Ripa 5'9 on YouTube. Yeah. And John Doyle, I think this is my first time uh, announcing you as Blaze TV contributor. True. The slow ascent to power is very real, <laughs> despite what people like you might be trying to do to impede that. That's true. It's true. I did my best, but uh, unfortunately you're here and I guess maybe here to stay. Yeah, I don't know. It's true. Uh, but uh, welcome to the club. Thank you. We're happy Thank to have you. Have you. Uh, so obviously the, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, uh, the closing arguments were delivered today. Actually, as of the time of this taping, I think the defense is wrapping up. Um, interesting day. I can't wait to get, gentlemen, your takes on this because uh, there were some weird moments in the prosecutor's uh, delivery of his closing statements. Let me go through a couple of them. I think the first one that I saw many people uh, commenting on on Twitter anyway, is um, the the D.A. actually like holding. Yeah, there it is. Just just holding that uh, holding that gun, pointing it um, at what the jurors, the courtroom. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's pointing it at someone. And uh, oh, there's his his finger right there um, on the trigger. So that's um, that's not something you want to do. Guys, that's just not something you want to do. Uh, as it turns out, Kyle Rittenhouse has way better trigger discipline than the uh, than the DA. But um, another moment that I want to get your take on, gentlemen, is uh, the the part of the the prosecutor statement where he was talking about. I mean, you heard from him. Kyle brought a gun. He obviously was looking for trouble. That was the 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 line of thought that the prosecution came with. Well, he he went out looking for trouble. He shouldn't have been there. Which is interesting because I feel like you should should probably uh, give that same logic to the criminals who were there trying to burn the city down. But um, he said, well, look, you lose the right to self-defense when you are the one who brought the gun. Watch. They know you can't claim self-defense against an unarmed man like this. You lose the right to self-defense when you're the one who brought the gun. 
when you're the one creating the dam- danger, when you're the one provoking other people. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Chad, your thoughts? This dude's a real putz. I mean, like, over and over again, I keep thinking, there's no way anybody at this level can be this stupid, but this guy legitimately continues to test the, the, the boundaries. Uh, he's pretty dumb. So the, the whole definition of being able to defend yourself is when you have the gun. Like. Right. You, you get to defend yourself. That's what self-defense is. Uh, I look, I go to rallies all the time. I'm, I'm at, uh, you know, all, all those crazy insurrectionists out there. And there's a lot of times people are carrying AR-15s. and they're, you know, they're, What do you think uh, about them provoking uh, you, you know, like that? I usually take pictures with them, hang out with them. We have a great conversation, move on. I don't think about anybody popping it up and shooting anybody. Uh, I mean, obviously, if Kyle Rittenhouse was some mass murderer that was going to go on some white supremacy rampage at a BLM riot, he would have shot more people than the people who were kicking him and pushing him down on the street and threatening him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's ludicrous to see this. But again, this trial's not about Kyle Rittenhouse. This is about us. This is about people who do go to rallies and carry guns. These are about people who do believe in the Second Amendment and believe that it shouldn't be, you know, your right to bear arms uh, shouldn't, shouldn't be infringed. Um, and, you know, look, I've seen the images. I've seen the video of Kyle out there on the street while people are coming after him. And he still has better trigger discipline in the middle of the action than the guy does in a courtroom. So it's pretty amazing to watch. It really is, Eric. Yeah, I mean, like Chad said, this is much bigger than certainly Rittenhouse. But for him, basically what he's suggesting, um, to be clear, is that he, the, the person that, you know, neutralized the threat and won, essentially, yeah. that he can't defend himself. He can't fall back on self-defense. Completely derailing the idea of what self-defense actually is. Yes, I do have the right to defend myself. But just because you got the crap end of the deal, because you were the one using aggression upon me and you got neutralized, that's not my fault. That's on you. You shouldn't have been using the you, the right. aggression. But that goes to show how these prosecutors and the lawyers and how they view the, this concept of self-defense and particularly arming yourself with, let's say, a firearm and then having to use it to defend yourself. He showed why he was walking around with it, and he just happened to come out on top because, God forbid, we do know one of them did have a handgun. God forbid he was the one that got got off. But this is bigger than Rittenhouse, and I think people need to understand this and look at some of these insane laws. I know some of them got dismissed as far as his cases with the um, uh, I think firearm charge as well as the curfew one, if I'm not mistaken, got uh, uh, related one got dismissed as well. So he's clear on that, but you see all the nonsensical laws that are out there where someone could just simply carry a gun and then, I don't know, this whole state lines thing. I've had, I've never heard anybody use that term as much as I have today. And isn't it amazing? They, they always talk about, well, in South Chicago, they're always buying them in Indiana yeah. and bringing them across state lines, and they find ways to excuse all of that <laughs> exactly. craziness, right? They're not exactly. getting them in Illinois, but let's throw that out the exactly. window. Exactly. None of this makes sense, but I, for sure people that value the right to own, let's say, a firearm for whatever reason it is that you want, to be more proactive in being against these nonsensical laws that are out there. There's a lot of people that I know even individually, personally, that are in jail right now for possession of illegal firearm what the hell is that it's a Mm -hmm. fake law you know what i mean for the conservatives that watch this you need to understand that your beloved second amendment has already been crapped on and there are prosecutors day in and day out that are criminalizing people for just simply owning a weapon that the state said that they uh couldn't have but they are going to try to of course bury uh uh, rittenhouse and that's going to be uh all of us need to look at at that because they're saying that they want you relying upon the state they don't want you defending yourself your persons and your uh property and they want you to leave that up to them 
Mm-hmm. And to that point, I think a lot of people kind of are looking at this guy, who's a very effeminate guy, by the way. Like you can compare the energies between the the prosecution and the, and the <laughs> defense, and like the defense got this like big guy, and he has like a very commanding presence, and the prosecutor's kind of like, well, you know, and he's got his like little tie and his little like Sherlock what is Holmes with his, thing. Like, 15-year-old haircut, too. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's but, time, you, you went through law school, sweetheart. It's time to grow up and get yourself a big boy haircut. <laughs> Maybe. But to Eric's point, people need to realize that it's not just like the prosecutor. Like, that is literally like the legal enforcement of the state yep. going mm-hmm. after Kyle. Yep. And what they're trying to do throughout the entire trial is basically play the footage and even, you know, zoom in on like a frame and try and say these pixels are mean what these things are. But it's like they're trying to tell people like don't follow what your eyes are telling you is true. Do not yeah. trust your inductive yeah. reasoning. This is why he did it. He crossed state lines, which is a funny way of saying, you know, he drove 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And these are, by the way, the same people who would advocate for the complete, like, absolvements or, or dissolving of state borders, lines or yeah. borders in general. Yeah. Like, they want this, like, big international street festival where everyone comes together. <laughs> but then because Kyle Rittenhouse would pose a threat to that, they're like, well, no, this kid needs to go to prison for the rest of his life. But that footage that the jury has watched probably a hundred times yeah. by now, over and over, there's not a single point where Kyle is trying to close the gap between him or anybody there. He's always either creating distance or people are trying to move towards him closing that distance. Even when he's on the ground, he waits for them to make that move to like walk towards him and then he takes the shot. And it's like to watch that, I can't imagine any reasonable person thinking that that was not a truly like self-defense type situation. Like you've even had situations in states like Florida very recently where a guy will, you know, walk up to another guy and push him to the ground and like tower over him. And the guy calmly like takes out a pistol and shoots him in the chest and kills the guy. That guy ended up walking because they have laws like that in Florida that protect Mm -hmm. self-defense under those circumstances. So then when you look at an example like this that is so obviously and extremely a case where like, yeah, if he didn't do exactly what he did, which by the way was nothing short of a miracle, then he would have been killed. Yeah, it is interesting because you hear that a lot that like, well, he's the one who killed people. It's like, well, yeah, he was the one smart enough to know how to use his firearm and get out of a situation. Like, I, what what do you want me to say the about the What do you want me got, to say about the child molester that died? Right, the, but the, that's important. Criminal. That's an important part. Like the only that's what's impressive about right. all of this because it, the only people that got aired out were the people that were <laughs> aggressing upon him. It wasn't like he was hitting bystanders right. or something crazy like that. He was very efficient. Yeah, why is Kyle the idiot for bringing the rifle to this? That's why I'm like, he was actually the smartest one there. Yeah, that and one guy brought what? a He's skateboard. Alive. He brought a skateboard. Right. To a gun fight. Nice, yeah. right. And by and, the way, tried to beat the crap. Yeah, tried to beat the crap out of Kyle. Yeah. By the way, and they act like, oh, well, he was unarmed. There was nobody there. I made this point on you are here recently, like with Joseph Rosenbaum, for example. Like our first image of him, like when his character is introduced into this scene, he's screaming the N word at yeah. a Black Lives Matter like riot. Yeah. yeah. That guy was on borrowed time. Like, did anyone really think he was going to make it out of there? Okay? Like when his yeah. first intro is screaming the N word. Yeah. The foreshadowing in that film, you knew he was. <laughs> the way out. He yeah. was like, he is uh, uh, assailant number one. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That was just lazy writing. It was too obvious. It really was. But it is amazing how suddenly borders matter. Uh, you know, that's become an issue. And yeah, um, if, if they killed Kyle, let's say Kyle had gone the other way, would they be making this big fanfare? They were not going to put people who were participating in a BLM riot on on trial in this way. Because and they, you know, yeah. Ben and Jerry's can come out and tweet about how this is social injustice and I stuff. Have that. You know, well, let's talk about that and I'll make the point. Okay. All right. So Ben and Jerry's uh, t- th- yes, the ice cream company, they just they don't want to stick to ice cream. They said the Rittenhouse trial displays yet again that our justice system, justice is in quotations, is racist. How would this trial be going if he was a black seventeen year old that crossed state lines illegally carrying an AR fifteen and shot three white protesters. We need real justice in the legal system. This isn't it. 
Well, I mean, if it had been a black kid in Mansfield, Texas that shot people in a fight at school. Oh, wait, that did happen. And he got out on $75,000 bond and they swept it all under the rug. Within 24 hours. Gave him a coming home party when he got out of jail. So uh, it's amazing how the uh, hypocrisy lives in the way that it does. I'm sorry that that doesn't fit in your flavor, Ben and Jerry, but that's the reality that we're living in. So if you had flipped these, these, the roles had been reversed. You can't convince me in the crazy, weird, woke world we're living in that there would be all of this stuff that's going on. If they'd have beat him to death with a skateboard, what are they going to do? Come in and start attacking skateboards. You know, they're going to outlaw skateboards now. They're going to go on trial for crossing state lines illegally with a skateboard or something like that. Again, I go back to the fact that this is amazing to me that they want to keep talking about crossing state lines when we're dealing with people who don't believe in borders in the first place. Yeah. Uh, it is interesting, too, this particular tweet anyway, because it's not even a real role reversal. It says he was a black, if he was a black 17-year-old that crossed state lanes, blah, 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 and shot three white protesters. Yeah, if it was a role reversal. He didn't shoot anyone black. But if it was, yeah, if it was a role reversal, it would have just been another black homicide. And the news wouldn't have picked up on it. Nobody would have gave a damn. I go back to what I said about the south side of Chicago. Nobody would have cared about that or anything. It just would have been another day in the books. Uh, MSNBC is not crying or sobbing or anything. So, yeah, that's a weird thing. And it goes to show how programmed these guys are. This is why I've always thought that the term NPC was the perfect term to come up with these types. They they get their rollouts. They get their uh, firmware update. But they can't deviate from that. So because they have to play the race card, they have nothing else, they'll apply it even when it's not actually applicable. And and this sits because we have a a white kid shooting one of which which should have been probably in a wood chip long before then. Anyway, (laughs) a a, a kid diddler uh, and and a guy that was charged, had a gun to his head at, at, at one point and they were all white. So what world reversal are we even talking about? But. That's how they operate. They can't even deviate from that because they're too stupid to. Don't diminish the importance of white-on-white crime, <laughs> Eric. That's not the narrative, that's true, man. That's true. That's John, true. Isn't it like this? half a million Americans every year die because of heart disease, too? Uh-huh. So yeah. you imagine, like, you know, Ben and Jerry's existing for how many decades? Over okay. enough time, how much do they contribute? Maybe 1%, 2% to that problem? Over time, they've probably <laughs> killed more people than Kyle Rittenhouse, which is a stupid argument. However, it actually makes more sense <laughs> than any does. argument that's been made by the yeah. prosecution, because at least it like, okay, it's a stretch, but I can see how you got there. The prosecution's like, no, don't believe your eyes, believe me. <sighs> That's a great point. Kill us. Uh, anyway, I, look, we're not a big fan. Well, I'm not a big fan of boycotts. I'm just saying if you want to vote for your dollars, you could just, just remember that story. And all of the other lovely stories about Ben and Jerry's next time you go get some ice cream, uh, you know, overpriced ice cream at that. All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, MD Hearing Aid. So uh, sometimes, I don't know, maybe you have trouble hearing what everyone is saying around the dinner table, or maybe you just don't want to listen to your family. I don't know. But if it is a legitimate problem you have, you got to turn up the volume on the TV uh, just so you can hear what is going on. If that sounds like you, if you always have your wife or your husband nagging you, hello, did you hear me? It might be time to check out MD Hearing Aid. It is an FDA-registered rechargeable hearing aid. It costs a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. Let me tell you guys, I know from personal experience, my husband actually wears a hearing aid. The average price in America for a hearing aid is $2,400. He came home and told me how much the one was that he uh, originally got from his doctor. And I was like, excuse me, I'd rather you just go deaf. Just kidding, honey. Uh, But with MD Hearing Aid, you can get their Volt Plus model for just $299.99 each when you buy a pair. They are nearly invisible. They're water resistant. You don't need a prescription. They have helped over 600,000 satisfied customers. It is time to reclaim your life. 
from hearing loss. You can go to mdhearingaid.com. Use that promo code Y. That's W-H-Y. You will get that buy one, get one for $299.99 each offer. Plus, they are adding a free extra charging case. That's $100 value, by the way, just for you guys for listening and viewing the show. So go on over to mdhearingaid.com. Use promo code Y. That is mdhearingaid.com. Promo code Y. Love this story. An Oklahoma Senate bill could allow employees of government and private entities to sue their employers for up to $1 million over health problems resulting from COVID-19 vaccine requirements. This is a, this is a bill, Senate Bill uh, 1106 from State Senator Rob Standridge. It is called the Citizen Health Mandate Protection Act. And um, look, all I'm saying, like, I've been, we can argue that the mandates shouldn't exist from the get-go, right? And empl- well, and I don't think, I, Eric, you may differ from me. Mm-hmm. I know you're the like staunch libertarian mm-hmm. at the table. I don't think that an employer should be able to mandate something that would cause a person to not have bodily autonomy. However, I do think if you're going to allow them to mandate it, it's only fair that the employee can sue if in fact, they get any complications from this particular vaccine. And this is what this uh, state senator is saying. Hey, if you guys are going to make them do it in order to keep their jobs, then you should be on the hook for some sort of liability. Yeah, they didn't sign up for that with their terms of employment, right? Like if you work for me and I ask you to wear a uniform eight hours a day, I can't make you wear it 24 hours a day. So the bodily autonomy thing goes even further in that regard because now you've got to live with something 365 that's been injected in your body. Problem with the bill is it doesn't go far enough. So I do believe that because it's not going to affect the OSHA mandated stuff that, that is coming from the federal government. That's where the big issue comes. And so we've got to deal with that. That's going to that's going to be the problematic thing, because anything on a federal level that OSHA can regulate, that's where they're getting involved. They shouldn't be getting involved. And that's going to be that's going to be the issue for everybody across the board. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, I mean, this is just yet another example of, you know, government gets involved with itself, screws things up, and then people try to respond to that when the, obviously the problem was never to make it a damn problem in the first place. <laughs> but uh, here we are. A lot of this started with exactly that, and it, it started with the immunity that was granted to the um, pharmaceutical companies, yes. all of them, if I'm not mistaken, yes. um, uh, re- regarding any adverse effect. They were, like, completely immune, so it didn't matter, which, is, which should have been a red flag for everybody anyway. Like, why on earth can I can I not, like, even if I do sign up for that, let's say it does something that it, that I didn't think that it was going to do, you mean to tell me I can't hold you hold you liable uh, for that, at least contractually at, at minimum, and no, uh, you you cannot. So with this bill or mandate, what is it, a mandate of a mandate, or how you, how would you exp- express this? It's good way to put of, it. Uh, 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 mandating uh, the anti-mandate of the mandate. <laughs> I don't know how, how the hell you would actually describe what it actually is, but what it's trying to respond to is that immunity essentially had been granted from everybody. But what you referred to regarding OSHA it is the bigger deal, but even more so, it's why OSHA is saying that they're not going to keep uh, tabs on those that do have adverse uh, effects. And that is goes against their own rule that they had. And they said, we're taking an uh, exception here because we don't want people to stray away from potentially getting it. So we don't want to scare them. And they admitted it. They just flat out said it like, yeah, we're not going to compile the data because we don't want to scare you. And nobody looks at that and says, well, that's 
kind of weird, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that, that this, this uh, organization or institution is going to do that. But that's all th this crap is. No, does it go far enough? Probably not. But that, again, would cause people to have to go to the root of the problem, which good luck trying to get people to view that. Yeah. I had this debate recently on uh, Elijah's podcast with Austin Peterson, who was a former presidential candidate uh, under the libertarian ticket. And he asked me if I was in favor of, you know, having a mandate that says that employers can't mandate vaccines. And I said, yes, because as we know, I'm okay with using state power if it's in alignment right. with my yes, worldview. We know that. And he's, he brought up the example of, well, you know, what about, you know, the gay bakery or something like, or would you have like a Christian baker, you know, be forced by the state to like bake a gay wedding cake? And I said, no. And I think the difference is, and why that makes sense is like, if you own a bakery and the state comes in and says, you have to use your resources and your time to actually create something that is against like what you want to do or your mm -hmm. religion, that's one thing. But me being vaccinated or not being vaccinated doesn't actually affect like the day-to-day -day operations of the business. Like it doesn't right. mean I'm less productive, more productive or whatever. It doesn't even exist. To which he countered with, oh, well, you know, if you have a disease that can spread to other people. And then I was like, well, you're presupposing that it's an actual thing. And then he kind of swallowed his tongue there because mm -hmm. he had lost the mm -hmm. debate. But that's kind of how I feel about it. I think that you should not have to. And, you know, it's one thing if it's like an actual thing, you know, like these diseases that are coming back as our, our borders are opened up, like whether it's like, you know, uh, polio or like all these weird things. That's one thing. But like this to concede that that is like an actual disease would almost imply that everything that's happened, these like draconian measures to shut down the global economy were almost justified in a way, which I don't think is something that we should be willing to concede. For something that is, what, 99.99998? Yes, and Nine nobody <laughs> actually believes it's a real thing. Everybody who says they do is lying to you. And the reason you know this, it's true. The reason you know this is because... He's if, just joking, YouTube. If you walked into a Walmart and you were carrying an AR-15, people, well maybe not Walmart, a Whole Foods, people would be like, oh, that's kind of, and they'd probably have like a fear reaction, maybe leave the store, call the police. If you walked into like in a very, like San Francisco without a mask on, they wouldn't be scared. They would have like a, why aren't you doing the thing we all said we were yeah. gonna do? Like the same way if you weren't wearing pants or you were wearing a shirt with a swastika on it. They would like, you're not following the social cue. You're deviating from what the tribe wants. And it's like this sort of like conditioning and that makes them anxious because they can't conceptualize like actually existing independently of that. It's also, again, I feel like a broken record at this point, but it also completely blows a hole in their argument when you have their own CDC director saying vaccinated people can still spread the freaking virus. Yeah. And, well, then and how, how am I the public health risk? if everyone can spread it regardless of vaccination status. Yeah, and the dude that came out who's worked with Fauci for years, who's one of the heads of the NIH, who said last week, he's like, this mandate thing is an extreme bad idea. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be doing it. And you're right, John, on that. I mean, people don't believe what they say they believe. They don't. It's like an atheist using words like good and moral and, and you know, feelings. You, 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 that you're using the terms of my theistic worldview <laughs> right now. So you're, you're philosophically violating yourself just based on your actions, just like when you were called a bioterrorist, yeah. an unvaccinated bioterrorist. That guy doesn't believe that. Why well, you wouldn't be sitting on the stage He was with sitting you. on the stage with no freaking mask on. While saying that I was a bioterrorist, leaning threat. toward you, right, right. <laughs> Those right. panels were so much fun. <laughs> I mean, you know, so I, you don't believe that. I mean, yeah. that's not what you truly believe at all. Like yeah. I said, the, the the problem here is, and it always comes back to you know government. What I'm not going to pretend. I don't care libertarian or not. What I'm not going to pretend is like this. This issue in itself has not been exacerbated or rather amplified by way of the state. It's the same thing that we talked about with regarding racism. Uh, in in like this is funny. This is actually Jim Crow 2.0. Uh, by the way, but going back mm -hmm. to Jim Crow, everybody talks about that.
that as if it was just the government had absolutely nothing to do with it when the term Jim Crow law actually implies exactly that. So it's the same thing. So if we're going, we can't talk about mandates or be an anti-mandate or pro-mandate without acting or operating under the truth. And the truth is that the government has amplified the idea of what a mandate actually is. Now, of course, I'm the, I'm the consistent libertarian here. I don't give a damn if the business wants to mandate that you have to hold a handstand for 15 seconds before you can actually shop there. That's their right. That's their private property right. And anybody that disagrees with that is saying and you're taking an antithetical uh, position. You implied in the concept. Hopper would say this. Rothbard would say this. Every Chicago Austrian would say this. Implied in the right to private property rights is the right to discriminate. But it's not even worth discussing that mm -hmm. without really amplifying the fact that the government has started all of this yeah. pro-mandate. Yeah. This isn't some bunch of handful of private institutions that up and on a whim by themselves said we're going to mandate this. No, that never happened. So I don't even like having a conversation about it as if we're operating like the government is absolved of it or completely disconnected from the conversation <laughs> right there, right now. No, they started it. So let's put the blame on the people that it, it, it's, it's, it should be uh, on and stop acting like, oh, it's just a private company. Company. They can do whatever it is they want. Yeah, they can do that, but that's not what we're. Ha that's not what's happening right now. And the operators, like it is, is completely disingenuous. So, but here's the deal. Like, like, and I agree with you actually. Uh, just like minimum wage. I mean, I don't Same believe in. Min I don't believe in minimum yeah. wage. Uh, you don't want to work for me. Don't work for me. This is what I pay. Yep. Right. So I agree with that. So at the end of the day, Frankenstein. Frankenstein can create whatever monster he wants to in his basement. You're free to do that. But when the monster gets out, you got to hold Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein accountable yep. in, in this situation. So mm -hmm. the government and now these employers, they're the ones they're, they're going to put certain things on you that if you do have adverse effects, you're the one who made me go do this mm. uh, in order to keep my job. This was a, you, you made this a requirement for my employment. Mm. Um, you know, like if you say, hey, you got to have sex with me in order to keep your job. I should be able to sue you. Right. Yeah. I you, mean, you still yes. want to put something in, in my body. <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> this is literal fascism, Hold by the way. Second. That's what that. that for people, everybody thinks fascism thing. is bad people on the right doing things that I right. don't like, but that's right. never been what it is. A historical yeah. Remember when they when they claimed deal. that Donald Trump was a fascist? That yeah. was so cute. No, you have these uh, uh, basically these corporate entities that are acting as the enforcement wing of the state. That's exactly what the hell that it is. Read the doctrine yeah. of fascism by both Mussolini and uh, Giovanni Gentile. They can't read. Oh, that's, that's fine. They read that. <laughs> we, we have to go to break, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So, uh, you know, you have homeowner's insurance for a good reason, obviously, without it. You could have a fire, you could have a flood, you could have a burglary that could just destroy you financially, but there is another crime, uh, another crisis that your homeowner's policy does not cover. It is called home title fraud. That is one of the fastest growing crimes, according to the FBI. It can completely ruin you financially, which we all know you are building up this retirement nest egg of equity in your home. You don't want to lose it due to home title fraud and home title theft. Title fraud happens when a crim criminal forges their signature on documents stating you sold your home to them. They can take out loans against your home, leave you with the payments. You will spend a fortune in legal fees trying to prove that it wasn't you. And you can't get that money back once it's gone. All right, you got to try Home Title Lock. They put a barrier around your home's title. They can detect anyone, uh, a cyber thief, whoever it is, uh, trying to forge their way onto your home's title. They will shut it down. You can go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you are already a victim. Use promo code RADIO. You will get 30 free days of protection. I realize this is not a radio program, but just use the code, all right? It's 30 free days of protection with code RADIO over at HomeTitleLock.com.
White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, who uh, apparently is, yeah, she has recovered from her fully vaccinated case of COVID. So speaking welcome of, back, Peppermint Patty. Speaking of Frankenstein's monster. Welcome back, poor man's <laughs> Peppermint Patty. Uh, she responded to a question on Friday at her briefing about rising fuel prices across the United States by saying uh, the thing that we've just been saying on this program for a while now, which is that like the fix is in. They've been doing this on purpose to make their case for their green New Deal watch. Look, our view is that the rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment and our focus on clean energy options so that we are not relying on uh, the fluctuations and OPEC and their willingness to put more supply and meet the demands in the market. And nothing to do, rising gas prices, nothing to do with the pipelines that they continue to shut down and then say, well, the, I, the prices are up to OPEC. We don't we don't control that. Nothing to see here, Chad. Well, I mean, obviously, they're already, you know, they've been doing this for a long time, trying to make ideologies into policies, right? And so what they've got to do is they've got to create the scenario that, that builds a reality around the ideology so that they can say, hey, look, we fixed it, mm-hmm. right? That's what they're doing, and they, they're going to get... And look, I, I, you know, oil, it's going to go to $200 a barrel. I mean, it's it's insane what they're doing. This is an out-and-out attack on oil and gas and, and you know, carbon emissions and so on and so forth. You know, I've always said that the Green New Deal was something that looked like it was written in crayon by a fifth grader. But here they are. I mean, this is what they're doing. I mean, this this is the kind of thing they're they're pushing this through. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it's not just this. It's like it's this. It's all of the payments that they're continuing to give Americans so that they stop going to work. Um, They're creating all of these problems. And then they're like, well. It's just that we have a plan for that, and we're just going to completely destroy things even more to be able to uh, bring our plan They've in. They've historically done that. I mean, because what it does is it legitimizes their own existence, and they get to come through and play hero. Mm-hmm. You know, they create a problem that wasn't maybe there, or at least it wasn't to the degree that it is now, and then they come in and say, hey, look at us. Uh, this is why you need us. This is why you need this whatever program that we're going to implement. This is why you need whatever nonsensical social agenda or preferences that needs to be pushed out there. Um, and this is why you need us. Government has historically done that. And this isn't necessarily anything new. They're just very good at it. Um, and they've sort of mastered it because they have a bunch of people that would just uh, rattle off the same thing that they want them to say. Hey, look at this. This is why we need this type of energy. And by the way, when they talk about alternative forms of energy, they're not talking about nuclear uh, uh, by any means. Right. They're only talking about yep. wind and, and potentially solar. And that's about it. But what it does is it just legitimizes their own existence and it keeps people uh, sort of dependent on certain issues. And that's what sucks. And when you hit people in their pockets, they really feel it and they really know something is wrong. So they then start to looking for for a savior. So it's ripe. You know what I mean? And that's that's what sucks about it all. It is true. It like literally does justify their existence. Like this whole movement started maybe 80 years ago and they would post pictures on billboards of, you know, pollution. And everyone's like, oh, pollution's bad. We agree. And then it became this whole like, you know, structuring the economy to, you know, uh, sort of have this like quasi socialist agenda, which, by the way, there was a guy who wrote an article after the collapse of the USSR and maybe the L.A. Times or New York Times. I think his name was Robert Heilbronner or something. And he was a socialist. And what he said, he actually was honest. 
and he conceded that like socialism doesn't work, like it's it's over, it's over. But then he said and he made the argument that the regulation of the economy under the guise of environmentalism would achieve basically like a de facto sort of centrally planned situation. Mm. So that in itself would be like best case scenario or good enough given that like it you know, total socialism doesn't work. And so that's what we're seeing now with, they say there's a problem and then they do things and then the problem gets worse and then they double down on it. We're like, see, we told you, we have to just keep doing this. And then everyone's stupid and just like, oh, government, I believe everything they tell me. And what do you think they're going to lie to me on television? That would be impolite. And so they just think that it's totally true. It's like Obamacare too. It's like they continue to talk about how they're going to fix the insurance industry. And it's like, I thought that's what you guys said that you were going to do with Obamacare. Why should we even trust you? But I, you're right. There's a lot of stupid. Socialism things. works if you've got a benevolent despot. Like if you've got a tyrant who's who's generous. I mean, of course it'll it'll work. You know, because if if you don't, uh, you know, the system will collapse. It'll fall in on itself, and then guess who's going to rise to power? Uh, the, the mean people, and that's what's going to happen over and over again. Well, I know these people aren't telling me the truth, so I'm going to go ahead and eliminate them from the idea of being benevolent despots. They're they're not generous dictators at all. So I'm going to go ahead and say let's let's put that on the shelf for now, and maybe revisit it in I don't know 1500 years. <laughs> It's funny, too, because the, like, believe it or not, this is a term, the, like, communist scholars who they would, like, read, like, Peter uh, Kropotkin, for example, Mm -hmm. when he talks about, like, anarcho-communism, he even concedes that this type of system would only work in, like, a tribe of maybe about 100 people, not 330 million people, which is completely unsustainable. Yeah. Uh, All right. We've got more to come. I want to, after the break, I want to go ahead and uh, talk about, you know, at the beginning of the show, I said a Democrat hero has announced his uh, run for Texas governor. I do want to talk about that since we do have uh, America's future governor. I'm sorry, Texas Texas, future governor. uh, I'm not a generous despot either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chad Brather here. Uh, All right, but uh, first we want to thank our sponsor, Raycon. So by now I'm sure you've been getting all of that stuff in the mail, the gift guides for uh, Christmas, gifts for moms, gifts for guys, gifts for your neighbors, cousins, dog, whoever it is. You could study all of those gift guides and shop at 10 different places or... You could start your shopping at Raycon. Get a gift that everyone can use. These are Raycon wireless earbuds that will give you amazing audio quality wherever you go, uh, whether you're listening to, to music during a workout, whether you're listening to this podcast, because you know you can't miss this show. Uh, they'd be useful for anyone on your list, even better for you. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they don't have those stems that stick out of your ears and weigh your ears down and are always falling out. They don't have that. They fit very sleek inside your ear with their latest model, you will get three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. Yes, that's right. You can listen to my voice with the right amount of bass, whatever that sounds like. They're available in five stylish colors. You can pick a perfect one for everyone on your list. They've got free shipping, free returns. you got to go there, all right? It is Buy Raycon. That is B-U-Y. BuyRaycon.com slash Y. You can get 15% off site-wide uh, with code HOLIDAY over at B-U-Y. BuyRaycon.com slash Y. That is BuyRaycon.com slash Y. Former Democratic presidential candidate and U.S. Senate candidate, let's not forget all of his failures. Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis O'Rourke, good friend of the program, has officially launched a run for Texas governor today. He announces that he uh, intends to, quote, serve all 
of the people of Texas. He said, I'm running for governor. This is a tweet by him. I'm running for governor. Together we can push past the small and divisive politics that we see in Texas today and get back to the big, bold vision that used to define Texas, a Texas big enough for all of us. I'm wondering if in that big, bold vision that used to define Texas, he is including, Chad, his uh, his vision to take all of our guns away, which he actually said he wanted to do. He did say that. And, uh, you know, he wants an open border policy. He wants more and more mandates. He wants government overreach. He wants more spending, bigger spending. I mean, here's a guy who's willing to spend $100 million to get a job that's going to pay him $153,000 a year. And it's all going to be money from California, yeah, California. Silicon Valley, yeah. Hollywood. They're going to do It's all going to be out-of-state money because, trust me, nobody in the state of Texas legitimately wants Robert Francis O'Rourke to be the governor. Politico came out with a tweet this morning when they announced it. They said the race represents a comeback bid for Beto O'Rourke, who became a Democrat. Democratic sensation during a failed Senate run in 2018, <laughs> but whose 2020 presidential primary campaign fell flat. So what's he coming back to? Flat you, failure? I, a sensation during two failures. He's a sensation because we keep giving credence and, and airtime to uh, political morons, uh, and we're giving them the money, and, and we're making them into little political celebrities is what we're doing because, let's face it, the guy is a cash cow. And the dangerous thing about O'Rourke is when he's on the ballot, the down ballot tends to win because you'll have people who will show up. They will vote straight ticket, and it'll start doing exactly what it did in 2018 in his race against Cruz. It'll flip Senate, Senate House seats and, and municipal seats and board seats and things like that, council seats. That's where they won in 2018. So they set this guy up as a pawn to fail, but he's a cash cow. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a money-raising machine. But you flip the coin, and guess who else is? Greg Abbott. Same deal. The guys are great at raising a lot of money. They're, they're absolutely horrendous at actually getting anything they promised done. Yeah. Yeah. Better O'Rourke's not for everybody. Give me a break. Hell yeah, hell yeah I'm for everyone. Hell yeah, I'm coming for your guns. I, I don't Eric, know. I'm going to ride on a skateboard in a Whataburger because I'm cool. I about that. I'm a cool dad who likes to say <laughs> bad words on TV. I forgot he did that skateboard thing. It was yeah. so bad. Holy crap. Everything. Yeah, yeah, he's a cringy, just all around. Awful. Just cringy, cringy dude. But yeah, I, you have to pay attention to him, much like you have to pay attention to AOC. Both of them are very stupid people, mm -hmm. but stupid people are very dangerous people. Yes. Um, uh, particularly what they can, uh, I guess, represent. And uh, like you said, like what it does, what happens is these people get enthusiastic about these freaking weirdos. And a lot of that is coming from out of state folk, the Hollywood elites and all of them. They'll back him. He'll make all of this money, which is the weird thing about politics is <laughs> just that it's basically pissing away, for lack of better terms, a bunch of money that um, does nothing for the most part, for the most. If people think about that. If people, these communistic, socialistic guys pulled all their resources for the amount of fundraising that they all do for these damn failed campaigns, the amount of little communes that they could have exist for maybe 30 minutes at a time would be really, really yeah, high. They could build chasms and chops everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't be around for that long, but they, yeah. they'd get somewhere, I, yeah. I, I, I like to think. <laughs> but yeah, Better Rock is someone that you have to pay attention to just because of how stupid he is and stupid people are dangerous. Don't, don't make the mistake that we made with AOC. I think we should mock and shame them and make fun of them every I'm chance we get. I'm going to steal that. Stupid people are dangerous. I like that. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, a, that's my quote now. All right. You, 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 <laughs> yeah. Thanks, you can Sarah. share He's it. He's hijacked it. You can share it, John. <laughs>
the white man yet again profiting from you know what? I'm here to take. I'm here to take. I don't know what he thinks he's alluding to with this, you know, bold vision that used to define Texas. I've only lived here for about eight months, but my understanding of like the ethos of Texas was basically let's see how right wing we can make a single state and just be totally extravagant. And everybody loves that about Texas. Like Texas has literally been the butt end of every joke, like, oh, what are these people from Texas? Like anything that's like, you know, this yeah. kind of like extravagant, superfluous, we like to school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so he doesn't fit into that, especially that this is the guy who was selling stickers with his little quote that, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15s. Who? The Texan police? Unlikely. <laughs> Beto? Even more unlikely. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> that, I, du- that dude can't find his wife's no-no square, much less my <laughs> AR-15. Well, there it there is. There is something actually to be said about like the Texan spirit, which I had always heard about, and I was like, yeah, whatever, get over yourself. Then I got Tell down you. here. Know it now, don't Well, you. I got down here, and I was driving, and I took a video of this. I was driving on the 114 on the way here, actually, mm-hmm. behind a cop, and I was going like 110 miles an hour and he's gaining he's he's going like 120 everyone around me is and i was like the speed limit just doesn't exist like they're like you're, you're gonna go 65 and everyone in texas is like no <laughs> they just go. but for more information i do encourage people go to beto22.com yes. beto yeah. 22.com. Very informative. I encourage everybody to do that. I think they should donate there as well. They should definitely donate there. Beto Beto 22. Not 2022. Beto22.com. And when you're there, go to the events page and and, uh, check out Amarillo Thursday night. (laughs) Oh, is he there? Uh, Yeah, somebody. somebody, Someone's there. Somebody's giving (laughs) a speech. All right, I I do want to share with you a quote. You know, we're talking about Beto. Something uh, like what he wants to do for the state. He did give us this little tidbit. Uh, he said, I want to serve the state and try to bring people of Texas together. He said uh, that Greg Abbott has uh, promoted divisiveness. And he said, you see it in the things he wants to focus on right now, like which girls can play which sports in middle school or what history teachers in public schools can teach. So basically, Beto O'Rourke is running on the platforms of um, making sure that we can allow transgender uh, girls, which are boys, in girls' dressing rooms and locker rooms, and also making sure that schools can teach CRT. Something tells me that's just not going to fly into Texas. Well, in Virginia. Again. Yeah, right. They're doubling down on the bad policies that they lose on. And they're like, no, you know what we need to do, actually, is not course correct, but just do that thing, but do it more. So let's pander. And with the worst person. Let's pander to that 0.02% of the state yeah. that's out there yeah. that we keep giving the grease to the squeaky right. wheel. Let's make sure we focus on that voting block. Right. Uh, but by and large, no, that's not what Texas wants. Look, I get it. You got some blueberries in the chili, right? You got Dallas. You got El Paso. You got San Antonio, Houston, Austin, Houston, and nominally Fort Worth, right? But that's not the sum total of Texas. You know, I'm crisscrossing this state. I'm visiting all 254 counties of this state. The spirit of Texas is alive and well, and that spirit is not taught, it's caught. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. It is a larger-than-life spirit that says, no, we are going to hold on to liberty. And thankfully for America, we are that bedrock that the anchor of liberty is hung on to right now, because it sure as hell isn't California, Oregon, Washington, or even D.C. It's Texas. And Texas is the last bastion of freedom. A guy like that doesn't give you freedom. He does it. Yeah. He's going to lock it down and it's going to be horrible. Literally said he wanted to take it away. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. I, for one, can't wait to see his trifecta of failures. Don't forget to uh, go to wherever you get your audio podcasts. It's very, very easy. You search for the news and why it matters. Then you hit that subscribe button, rate it, 
review it. You may see your review read live on air like the one today from Volunteer Dad, who says, one of my favorite daily addictions, five stars, love this podcast, the host and all of the guests, always informative and loaded with respectable and objective perspectives. Thanks. That's very kind of you. Uh, also, don't forget, I don't know if you guys have seen, but um, I almost wore this, but I was actually, it was too cold. You guys will under, well, you're men, so you might not understand this because as we know, air conditioning is sexist. But I was, I was actually, once I had the sweater on, I was too cold to actually remove it and put this sweatshirt on in place of it. But we do have our Let's Go Brandon Christmas sweatshirts available at shop. .blazemedia.com. You can get 20% off now if you use promo code NEWS20. I'm just saying, like, how could you not? You've got to be going to a Christmas party. Especially, well, I don't know. Are people still not doing Christmas parties? I am. I'm having a big one. Yeah, I'm still all, waiting for not, my invitation. We're not social. I haven't figured it out yet. We're not going to social distance or anything. It's going to be great. We're just going to be, everyone's just going to be licking each other all night? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you got to have these just in time for Christmas. Look, maybe you can get it for someone, but also maybe you can just piss off uh, a liberal relative. Yes. Uh, not that not that any of us have ever done that. But just make sure you go to shop.blazemedia.com. Load up on everything for Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever. Make sure to use promo code NEWS20. Hell yes, I'm coming here. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.